This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 21st of March. Listen to this, Justin. Mm -hmm. PayPal is going to be waiving fees for customers sending money to or receiving funds from Ukraine. And that is for the next few months. We like that. B-Man, demand for hospital staff has hit a two-year high. And that's why we're seeing swanky bars, swanky restaurants. They're going on multi-million dollar overseas hiring campaigns just to secure staff. Three swashbuckling stories today, Justin. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first. Telstra is planning to buy a majority stake in subscription video service Fetch TV, despite already owning 35% of Foxtel. Mm. It's a very weird flex for Fetch, Brett. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> it's hard to say, I know. Mm. Telstra already owns 35% of Foxtel. That includes Foxtel streaming offerings like KO Sports and Binge and Flash. And uh, Justin, it must like what it sees there because now Telstra's looking to buy a 51% stake in Fetch TV. What actually is Fetch TV? Well, it's a set-top box company that offers access to free TV Mm -hmm. and catch-up TV and streaming services all in the one spotty spot. You know, an aggregator like Apple TV or Foxtel Now or Telstra TV. Uh Uh-huh. It's starting to make a little (laughs) bit of sense now. Yeah, but the deal certainly got industry experts a little confused Mm. because Fetch has long been considered one of Foxtel's major competitors. Interesting. So what is the key learning here? If you can't beat them, you might be able to buy them. (laughs) Buying a competitor, it's not exactly a new thing, Mm -hmm. Justin. I mean, all you got to do is look at Facebook slash Meta. Yep, they bought WhatsApp and Instagram, both major competitors. And while it might seem a little weird, there are a few reasons it actually makes sense. One, it reduces your competition. You know, with competition gone, your customers have one less alternative. Two, you can expand your customer base. Yes, when you acquire a company, you immediately get their customer base. And three, you can acquire a competitive advantage and flex your muscles. Yeah, if they've got something you need, you instantly gain access to it. And Brett, this might give Telstra the scale to start competing against streaming brands like Apple TV, and Google's Chromecast. Who knows? For our second story, Amazon has completed its 8.5 billion US dollar acquisition of MGM. That's the company behind the James Bond franchise and heaps of other blockbusters. I'll have that shaken, not stirred breath. What is the story? <laughs> so Amazon, it's got its hands in a few pies. Yeah. It's got its e-commerce marketplace. It's got its bricks and mortar grocery stores. It's got Alexa. It's got Prime Video, its streaming service. And Prime is hugely successful, mm-hmm. Justin. I'm talking 175 million users worldwide. But it's still trails Netflix's 220 million users. But that might be about to change, Justin, mm-hmm. because Amazon's just closed its 8.5 billion US dollar acquisition of MGM. And that's the production studio behind blockbusters like James Bond, like Rocky. And this is going to add more than 4,000 films wow. and 17,000 TV shows to Prime Video. But Brett, the cherry on the top? It means the content will need to be pulled from other competing streaming services and put exclusively on Prime. So what's the key learning here? When it comes to streaming services, content is king, it's queen, and it's all <laughs> the royal subjects. But creating original content, uh, that's expensive. you got to foot the production costs, the talent costs, the whole shebang. But Justin, acquiring established content is less expensive. And stealing it from your competitors? Well, <laughs> that's a bonus. It means that users might leave their existing streaming service to follow their favourite show to a new service. Case in point, more than 18 million US subscribers watch The Office on Netflix. And up to 10% of subscribers said they'd leave once the office was canned. So Brett, we'll just have to see how many Daniel Craig fans there are out there. <laughs> For our third and final story, it's looking likely that Russia is going to default on its foreign debt payments, which could see its economy spiral even further. This gives me big Evergrande vibes, Brett. Oh, what yeah. is the story? So we know that Russia is becoming pretty isolated from the rest of the world. It's already been cut off from the international financial payment system called SWIFT. Its banks are being shut off in other countries. 
And Brett, about half of Russia's foreign reserves have been frozen. So Russia said it plans to pay its creditors from unfriendly countries mm-hmm. in rubles oh. or euros until sanctions are lifted. You mean rubles, the currency that they own and can create more of? <laughs> yep, but agencies that basically determine a country's creditworthiness... Like Moody's or S&P... Yep, they're now saying they'll consider those payments yeah. as cause for default. And Brett, they've also downgraded the debt from investment grade, which is super high, mm-hmm. to junk grade. Oh no. And that is as bad as it sounds. <laughs> so what is the key learning here? Defaulting on loans can have a super negative impact on a whole economy. For example, Jazzy Boy, that could be for a big company. You know, when major Chinese property developer Evergrande defaulted on its payments and we saw global stock markets mm. drop, even the ASX. So imagine this, Justin. Imagine if a country defaults on its debt payments, it can lead to an economic disaster. And Brett, if banks in other countries have exposure to Russian debt in this case, we could see knock-on effects across the world. Probably the quickest key learning we've ever had. <laughs> Brett, big shout out to Taylor who told us she's loving listening to What the Flux between the train and her office. Perfect for five minutes. We love that, don't we, Jazzy Boy? We absolutely do. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.